Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Record button, and here we are. So welcome back, everybody. It's Gratitude Series Week 3, and I am here with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Olivia Howard, and we are going to have a good juicy talk for you guys today. I think Case, the talk with Casey was like, there were some nuggets in there, and I think this week is just going to like give you guys even more to um, explore and think about. And something that's super interesting is, I think when people think of the word gratitude, it's like, oh yes, I'm gratitude for, I'm gratitude, I'm grateful for my family, right? And it's just a very simple, it seems a very simple statement, but I think what we're showing is like, it's deep and it's complex and it's full bodied and it's rich and it's got lots of, it's like a, it's a great wine, right? It's got all these sort of different notes and different ways that you can um, explore it and navigate it. So I hope you guys um, really get some amazing inspiration out of all of these conversations with three very unique women, very unique perspectives. Um, I'm going to ground in here with Olivia today. So Olivia and I journey way back. I mean, what have we known each other? Like eight, nine years now? Something like that. Something yeah, like that. it's been a long time. I met her when she was a wee child, and she still is a wee <laughs> child. However, well, in comparison to me, I mean, I could honestly be her mother. <laughs> We've now explored all this. Her and I have had these conversations numerous times. But Olivia came into my world, as many people do, through the yoga room. And we became acquaintances. We kind of got to know each other. But really, our relationship started on this epic transformational retreat to Costa Rica. And I say that with a little bit of a smile and a laugh because it was kind of a comical retreat, but well worth it. Like I would never change a moment of it, but it was just like, it was kind of a little bit of a shit show, but in like amazing ways. <laughs> it's like nothing actually went really wrong. Well, other than you broke your finger. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different, but like there was nothing tragically wrong with it. It was just like, no. it was just comical. And that was what, 2018? Mm -hmm. God bless. Really only 2018? Wait, 2018 I know. 19. Oh gosh. So it was, it was the beginning no, of 2019. Right. It was a year ago this spring, this past spring. I mean, right. we're all, like spring is now like three months away. So yeah. like we're really rounding like two years, <laughs> but 2020 has been like 17 years. So my yeah. sense of time is so I don't like, have God. concept of time. So we, we really um, formed, a, in my opinion, a very special relationship. And then we've been working together on and off over the course of the past year and a half. She just chose me to do teacher training with over the summer, which was quite an honor. And I always am extremely honored when people uh, want to train with me. And it was an honor to train Olivia. But she herself is a beautiful energy healer, um, another coach, another um, beautiful goddess of a witchy witch, knowing all the things about crystals and 
card pulling and astrology and things like this. I, I, I think this was my year to come to terms that I need to really embrace the moon. And so I am, cause I'm listening to all the signs around me. Um, and Olivia, uh, when I, when I felt called to offer this as a series this year, I asked her if she would be one of my beautiful guests, and she said yes, and she and I are going to talk a little bit about this idea about staying in the feeling of gratitude, um, how to attract abundance into your life through generosity, and not waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's a big topic today. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks for being here with me. Me too. Thank you for having me. I'm so yeah. excited. I always love getting on with Olivia. We end up having really great, just free flow conversations. And sometimes we go a little off topic, but then it's always relevant to mm -hmm. where we're landing. So last, you know, so I, I started this whole conversation around, I, I, I went, I went, I went deep week one and talk to everybody about um, having gratitude for the crap in your life too. Because that's usually where resistance comes in is people like, I don't want to be grateful that I lost my house and I don't want to be grateful that I got a divorce and I don't want to be, you know, we resist that. So I, you know, you know me, I don't start with the top layer, like let's start a journaling practice. I'm like, let's go deep and let's go deep fast. And then Casey and I talked a little bit about this idea of um, the gratitude practice of journaling, but she brought in this idea of like the promises that she keeps for herself. And she, I was like, Oh, I love that. Like mm -hmm. you wake up every day and you're like, I have these promises that I have to keep to myself. Mm -hmm. It's like you pinky promise yourself and no one breaks a pinky promise. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm really excited to like layer this conversation in. It's just going to be super awesome for everybody. So tell us a little bit about your journey with gratitude and how long you've had a practice of gratitude, how it's shaped mm -hmm. where you are in life and you know, whatever else you want to, whatever fun tips you want to start throwing out there at us right now. Yes. Um, I mean, gratitude is such a, I feel like gratitude and forgiveness are very intertwined themes. Um, and I think I've always, there are, I, I mean, I'm human, so there are, there are very much always exceptions, but I, I have always been um, very full of like childlike wonder and deep gratitude for my life especially when part of it I think comes from being an Enneagram type six in which I'm like at any minute it could all explode so I should be grateful for it now but like there is kind of this energy of I'm so grateful for this space and and um being where I am and I think that there have been times in my life where things have not gone the way that I wanted to one of my favorite examples is um when my, I was four, when my parents were pregnant with my brother. And when I found out that he was a boy, I wished, I went, like my earliest memory in life is wishing every single night I would close my eyes and I would pray so hard for a sister. It was all I wanted. All I wanted was a sister. And I don't remember being in the ultrasound room and finding out that he was a boy, but apparently I found out he was a boy. I had a full temper tantrum. Like I was not a temper tantrum child. I was very well behaved and I lost 
my you know what because i was i was having a brother and fast forward to eight to three years later i had a sister and then another few years later i know of two i'm the oldest of four children and i have two sisters and an incredible brother but what that what that as i've gotten older has kind of pantomimed and sort of set the tone for so many elements of my life has been this idea that things aren't always going to go like we'll pray for a miracle we're not always going to get the miracle that we think right. we should get, but we're yep. going to get the miracle that we need. I need my brother. My brother is the best, most incredible, like another, another time, another podcast, I can talk about my yeah. brother and that's paralleled in my life so often. And so I often return to that story. And in that moment of like full on temper tantrum, this isn't what I want. I'm angry. And I still had this incredible thing. Right in my life. Right. And so it's really a practice in the same way that I feel like forgiveness is a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a returning to the gratitude. It's a returning to the perspective of this might not be what I want. And how many people would give everything that they have to have what I have in this moment. I love that you just said that last part because it's all perspective, right? Like we have no idea what other people's struggles are, histories, Mm -hmm. how their minds have been shaped to process and think about things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's even, we heard, Olivia and I were having a quick chat before we hopped on and she shared with me something that I didn't, that I just naturally shared with her, but in that moment was something that you needed to hear. I mean, I, we were walking on the beach in Costa Rica. I know it sounds very, it was very fancy. <laughs> it was as glamorous as it sounds. It, does. it really was. I mean, <laughs> not a Coke. Side, I was going to say side note, it took us four hours to drive there. It, there was a lot around it that was not good. <laughs> so, so we were really enjoying this moment on the beach. And I just looked up at her and I said, Olivia Hard, you are a sexy woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I share this with you because you're like, well, what does this have to do with gratitude? I think, and forgiveness, right? But I think in, for us to be able to authentically receive information like that, to share information like that, we have to already be coming from a place of like big, expansive hearts and deep healing inside mm-hmm. of our own beings like inside of our own homes because Mm -hmm. otherwise we would hold on to it like oh why does she look that way and why can't I have that going back to your point of like wanting something so bad and being pissed that you don't have it but then missing the miracle in the moment that you have exactly what you're supposed to have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah And it's, and it's, well, and what's so interesting about this kind of anecdote that we're sharing around the, the Costa Rica, the Costa Rica beach moment is that before you had said that I was in a real kind of spirally place. I was, it, I was like, I don't really, it was like, I was in a new bikini. I was like, I don't even know if I like this. Like, I don't like, you know, like blah, 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 like all of this sort of internalized And that moment was a pattern interrupter. Like literally now I'll put something like that on and I'll be like, I don't know. And then I literally have your voice in my head. Like you are one sexy woman. Like, and it, but it was, and it came from this place 
from you of such genuine truth and it resonated for me so deeply and it again interrupted this pattern that there's a way when we talk about things like abundance i feel like people always get really caught up understandably so in the idea of money Mm-hmm. And how can I make more money? And how can I attract money? And how can I be abundant with my money? And how can I have a 10K month and a 20K month? And how can I blah, 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 blah. Abundance is not just about money. Abundance is about being in spaces like this where we can give and receive um, and, and sort of be channels because Marshall was totally a channel in that moment for a message that I really needed to hear, but I was so blocked in my own thinking that I couldn't sense it. Right. And it was a scarcity mentality around my body. It was a scarcity mentality of like, my body's not enough. Like I'm not good enough. I don't look the way that I think I should all of this stuff. And this moment of like this pattern interrupter of you sharing gratitude for me and for my body that I couldn't even share with myself, that gratitude, that abundance triggered this abundant mentality now around like, oh yeah, I am hot as shit. Like I look amazing. Like, yeah. You know, also, you, you, you've, you've touched on a couple things that brings us back to like this, the bigger topic that we're talking about today, which is staying in the feeling. So one of my um, favorite teachings around a gratitude practice comes from Tony Robbins, big fan. Um, It's his priming, it's a morning priming ritual where you do breathing and he asks you to like travel back in time to a time where you were truly just grateful and happy or you had a great success at something, right? And, And literally when, maybe this just happened for you right now, the second I even speak those words and spe- second he spoke to me like I see myself as a young child like scoring the soccer goal and I see myself like climbing to the top of a hill and sliding down it like super fast like all these like moments that just start to fill you up mm-hmm. and make you feel like so like you can't feel any other way than happy and full and amazing. So let me, I want to, I want to share a quick story around this with you guys. I'm in the process of moving and let me just, the first two times we sold and bought houses, it went very smoothly. No problem. Okay. Buying the home that we're in right now, we were, we had a really hard time selling our house down in Charlotte because it was during the housing crash back in 2008, like that whole bubble that was like imploding around us. We were going through bankruptcy and we were, we, we didn't necessarily have a hard time buying this house, but it was the process of getting from point A to point B that was a very, that was very challenging. So as we were approaching this time, my husband starts going, reverting right back into that time. And I had to remind him, yeah, but every other time it's been totally like flawless. So why, and we do this as people, right? Like you can be going along and feeling great, being like, people love me. I'm around, I'm surrounded by love. I've got my things. And then that one person is like, yeah, I don't like you. And you're like, oh my God, you hold on to that thing. 
So what I love about this conversation is allowing your triggers to be on the opposite side of the negative and let it be, no, I am strong, I am smart, I am talented, I am sexy, I am whatever, to allow you to keep pulling in abundance. Mm -hmm. And I love that you also threw in there like having a 10K month, 20K month. Gosh, if you're not in the coaching world, this is not even going to make any sense to you. But because we are, it's like, what if I don't care about having a 10K month? That's not what's important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, my core value with my business is to make all of this accessible and affordable for people. I don't need to sell thousands of dollars of programs to make me feel great, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But the world- Just watch, Marsha. Six months from now, you're going to be bringing in 10K months because that's your mentality around it. It's because your mentality is, I don't need this. This doesn't define me. I am here to be in the energy of. And when we talk about being in the energy of, I feel like people think, especially if you're not super in like the woo, you're like, oh, it's this esoteric, like, how can I get in the energy of? And it's a shift in your perception of your situation. It's a willingness to see things differently. And this is all, I'm a big Course in Miracles person, but like you see it across um, across traditions around the world. It's this idea of when you change what you, the way you look at, what you look at changes. Your perspective is everything. And so again, this idea of how can we stay in the energy of something? Yes. It's not about being like, oh, well, you know, to the four-year-old who's throwing a tantrum because she wants a sister and not a brother. Like, Yes, those emotions are valid. And how can we honor both? Yes. Honoring the duality is also really, really key. It's not about erasing right. the frustration or the fear of the other shoe dropping. One of my, a coach who um, I followed for a while, I've done one of her programs. Her name's Amanda Francis, and she's a money coach. <laughs> and um, she said something in one of her modules that like blew my mind and it's stuck with me to this day. And she's like, you know, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. What if there's not another shoe? Right. What if both of your feet are planted firmly on the ground? And I was like, oh. and, it, and it's this idea because I feel like when we get the things that we ask for, when things come with ease, there is this feeling of like something has to go wrong and maybe something will go wrong. We don't know. We can't control everything. And can we focus in on, it's almost like, it's like, Oh, I have this. What's, what is it that I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that I feel like we're always in this space of, and it's a scarcity mentality of like, well, what's the next thing onto the next onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And so then when, and so that parallels when we receive something, it's like, okay, well, I just got a $500 check in the mail and that's a big deal because I've been manifesting it. But like, that'll probably never happen again. Right. We immediately never happen. Or like something's going to go wrong when I go to check, when I go to cash it. Yep. Or like something's, something's going to like, my, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get it taxed away next year anyways. What does it matter? Like, that, (laughs) well, and it's a scarcity mentality. It's fear. Right. And it's valid. But that doesn't mean that it's true. 
Yeah, so you just said a couple other really great things. It's this idea of like, you're like, okay, so this happened, but now I'm on to the next thing, right? On to the next thing. Let, instead of letting yourself sit in it and mm -hmm. like really allow yourself to feel it, um, it's like launch ment mentality, right? Always got to be doing something new. But if you just think about people who run races and get addicted to running the race, they need to run that race. They always need to be doing the next thing, beating a PR, doing these things. And again, goals are great. I'm not dismissing it because it's very important. But I, I liken it to like, okay, so I just achieved a yoga pose and now I need to get on to the next one. And now I need to get on, instead of just being like, great, I love this. Like we, we launched a huge program in the beginning of January of, of this year. And it was so exhilarating. Like my tendency was like, oh my God, I want to do another one next month. But we all sat back and was like, okay, well, why don't we do another one later this year? And like, we, instead of just like moving on, we let ourselves like celebrate it mm -hmm. and feel it and like keep talking about it right mm -hmm. and that's really how you stay in the feeling of these things is to, to not run away and go okay well i just did x and now i need to move on to y or like you then followed it up well i just did this it was great but it will never happen again there's no way i can ever pull it it can't be better this was as good as it gets and i'll never be able to do it again who's going to come right? Mm -hmm. Or no way I can run a better race. This is it. Mm -hmm. Done. Right? You just, you start to, or I didn't hit my PR. There's a really great book. Um, I've been reading it recently, The Big Leap. Have you read it? <clears throat> I love The Big Leap. Okay. Well, he talks about it right there. Like, it's one of the things that he talks about of why we don't operate in our zone of genius, which I think is perfect with this conversation that we're having today, right? Because our tendency is someone gives you a, I could have told Olivia that she was sexy. She could have been like, no, man, this doesn't fit me well. And whatever her dialogue was around it. But instead you were like, thanks. I think you even said I needed to hear that. Like, I mm -hmm. think you told me that. And I was like, well, you are like, mm -hmm. right. And that felt so much better because ultimately what you do then is steal that other person's like have you have, I don't think we've ever thought about it this way before maybe you have where it's like I give you a compliment and then you tell me I'm wrong and you almost just like stole something away from me that I was like in celebration well, it's, this, it's this inability to again it's it, it falls into this scarcity mindset of it's like uh, mm, no mm -hmm. I'm not like here's my elbow like that goes right into my elbow and it's kind of, it's just like, uh, no, elbow. Get, get that away from me. And, and on the, and on the other hand, right. You're holding yourself. Like for those of you who are listening, I'm just like holding my elbow up to my face, but it's like on the one hand, you're like, Oh no, can't receive that. Can't receive that. And then on the other hand, you're like, I keep trying to manifest this. And why isn't it happening? And the universe is like, because my love, when someone tells you you look beautiful, you can't even receive that. Right. How can like, receptivity is a an energetic physical practice it's all about the practice it's about and it's 
you're never going to, maybe when we're enlightened masters, we'll reach a point where we can just be like, but then, you know, it's all over and we've completed our mission here. But part of this process, part of this practice is being able to receive, to receive feedback, to receive constructive criticism, to receive loving compliments and say, thank you. Yep. Not, oh, you know, this haircut was really expensive or, you know, like all, especially for those of us who are socialized as women, how, like, if you were listening to this, like, how often do you actually let yourself receive a compliment and say, thank you? Yeah. I appreciate that. And not somehow full, full in self-deprecation. Right. As like the payment that you have to give in order to be worthy of the compliment that you just received. Yeah. Well, my husband and I were talking about this a lot over the weekend, um, just in terms of right, really looking at, we were, we were look my, my, one of my baby, baby brother, the youngest of seven was here with his son and his wife visiting. And we were just talking about watching them be parents and how cool it was. And, and, and we just got into this whole conversation around, um, my, my nephew's two, and he had like an epic meltdown and they just let him, right? And they were like, bud, why are you feeling this way, right? Like they were like talking to him and I totally appreciated that because they weren't asking him to stop crying. There was no, don't throw that. It was just like, why did you throw that, Wyatt, right? Like just like mm-hmm. really trying to understand And what you're talking about really comes from, he and I started then, my husband and I started really looking at like how our parents would handle things and the things we were told growing up and just circumstances that condition you to then be like, oh, well, I was always told that I needed to be A, B, or C or X, Y, Z. Therefore, my pattern now is to fulfill, just to continue to honor that contract. And to continue to play that role. It's like we all were born and assigned a character that we're playing in a movie. And it's like all of a sudden one day we're like, wait a minute, I don't want to be this role anymore. I actually want to be this one. Mm-hmm. And it's really a scary change to make. Mm-hmm. Right. And gratitude, this idea of filling yourself up with gratitude. It's like a gentle eraser. You were talking about like being an enlightened master and we never will be. We were born into the human condition for a reason. Like we're meant to be here in this body doing these things and the way that we're doing them um, to experience pain and pleasure all at the same time and then understand that they're always the same, right? We, we've had lots of good conversations around this. And it's like, it's never supposed to completely erase away but it's supposed to be smudged enough so that like you remember that it's there, but it's like blurry and you're like, okay, I don't need to, I I don't need to like engage in that. It's not the big bold bubble letters that are like flying at you anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's just like little, you removed it, Mm -hmm. but it's still there just to remind you of what you don't want to feel again. Mm -hmm. So tell us, tell us what, how you, what practices mm-hmm. you've used along the years um, to help you get into this place? And again, remember when we're talking to you guys, like 
we're not perfect. We fall in and out of this. I mean, trust me, Libby and I have plenty of conversations where we're like, what's happening in the world today? <laughs> like, yeah. And we feel the energy and we feel the things and we get tired and we take breaks and all that. So, but we have things that we come back to. So tell, tell mm -hmm. us, tell us, Olivia, what are they? What are your, yeah. what are your tips? So I would say my top three, um, one is meditation. Mm. Um, I have noticed, and, and I will say it has not, it wasn't until September of this year. So three months ago that I really actually was doing and have continued to do a daily meditation practice, no matter what, for 20 minutes. I love it. Um, I had gone through phases, I'd gone through, but, but part of the practice of what meditation is teaching us to do is to sit with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world that is so fast paced, even with everything that's happened this year with quarantine, we're still, we're constantly consuming information and we're constantly and in the place that we're in right now a lot of the information is really traumatizing a lot of the information is really devastating it can feel really hopeless and it's really imperative to take that time to sit with yes. yourself and it's hard it's really hard. It's the, that's, that's what we talk about. What's the yoga? What's the, and let you, whatever it's sitting with mm -hmm. yourself Yep. for five, 10, 15, 20. If you can do it for two minutes, start with two minutes and right. go from there. Like, so a really solid meditation practice. The other thing is tithing. Um, and so after reading this really amazing book called the four spiritual laws of prosperity by Edwin Gaines, um, a few years ago, my parents handed it off to me and um, they and, and we all, we tithe. And this is something if you've like grown up in the church, I, I never was super familiar with it, but I know it's kind of a concept that's often seen in churches where you tithe to the church. Um, but the idea of how it's presented here is, is a little more secular. And the idea is that you take 10% of whatever comes your way. So whether it's a paycheck or what have you, and you, and you give it to who or whatever fills your spiritual cup. I love so it. I would, when I was living in the city, I would take out, um, you know, whatever percentage of my paychecks. And, and this was when I was at my most like broke, cause there was a period of time when I was in New York where I was like rent poor and I was at grad school and I was working a, a really not great job that was barely paying me enough, but I was tithing. Like what got me out of it was, was the 10%. And, and it's a universal principle that what we put out comes back to us. I love it. I love that. It was some of the most, it's one of the things I miss about being able to do it in person is I would like drop $100 on a dinner reservation or like a violinist that was playing in the streets and I would just hand them a $100 bill. And like, I, that was like, I was not rolling in it by any stretch of the imagination, but there was this way in which giving in that way yep. made me feel so abundant and made me feel so like, I was like, I don't know. I never need more than this. As long as I can keep doing this, I just want to, this feeling is the feeling I want. So, and it was, it was my favorite thing. And I would like go to dinner with my friends and they'd be like, what? 
what are you doing? How are you doing this? And it was just this constant, it's this concentrated focus. I love it. So let me just interject a moment. All November long, my husband was, he didn't understand what was going on. And I only did, and I didn't tell him until the end of it. I just told him today. He was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why didn't you just tell me? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to keep it a little secret. Every time I go to Starbucks, I'd be like, I'm paying for whoever's behind me. And sometimes they're like, they got $30 where I'm like, okay. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, do you want us? I'm like, nope. And I would just drive away and like, but I could kind of see the people's reaction. Mm -hmm. And it just, I was just so nice. So it was just a fun little thing that I decided to do in November was to buy everybody else's Starbucks for them. Yeah. Even if I was only getting a black coffee, people behind me were getting 20 Benzimatis. $25 worth of frappuccinos. <laughs> okay, whatever, you know, yeah. I used to do that too, like get $25. But anyway, so I, I love that idea of tithing. So, okay. So meditation tithing and what's the last one? Um, it's really tied to what you were saying last week. Uh, doing what I say I'm going to do. Doing what I say I'm going to do. The promises idea. Yeah. The promises that I keep to myself. And that one's that one's challenging. That one is, I think in some ways, um, it's similar to the meditation. I think the meditation practice and that are definitely tied in because it's one of the biggest promises that I am keeping to myself. But one of my, one of my coaches, when we first started working together over a year ago, she, she introduced that idea to me. She's like, it's really key for you to do what you say you're going to do for yourself. And I remember being like, okay. And it was like, I would kind of do it, but I wouldn't. And what in retrospect now, what I've realized a lot of that, not keeping the promises to myself is, is an act of self sabotage. And it's an act of, it's not an act of self love. Right. And so it's this idea of like, right now I'm doing a cleanse and I, I hate when I tell you, I hate it. I hate it. No one enjoys cleanse. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never, but I've also fully <coughs> done one. Yeah. I'm doing the, I'm doing 28 days. I'm not drinking no meat, no dairy, no gluten. It's like all fruits and veggies. It's all like, I'm drinking like 60 smoothies and, and still getting a ton of nutrients in. I'm not, it's, this isn't like yeah. a crazy juice cleanse. I'm not, but it's, it's having, it's requiring me to show up for myself and to not crap out on myself yeah. because I've had these ideas and then it feeds the story. Cause what would happen is that I would say I was going to do a cleanse. I would say I was going to take a month off of drinking and then I'd kind of like half commit. And then like two or three days in, I'd be like, eh, ah, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But what it was doing was it was feeding this story that I suck that I can't keep, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not this, that I'm not that. And so it was inadvertently, even though in the moment it felt like, oh, well, it's really not that big of a deal. Like I'll do, or it's like the number of times I now I'll hop out of bed at 1130. Cause I'm like, I didn't do my meditation today. I'm oh. tired, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Like it. And so it's really key to also take things that you feel capable of doing. Yeah. Like don't set yourself up to do two hours of meditation a day when you don't, when you, 
when you didn't even do it yesterday. Like, no, friends, let's start with the two minutes. Let's start with the, I'm going to add celery juice in every morning before jumping into a cleanse. Like, part of why I'm able to do this right now is because I'm living at home. I have my father who's a major accountability person and I have the space for it. I'm not working nine to five. I'm not walking, you know, I don't have a huge commute. Like it's, it's a nurturing time anyways. So like there's also feeling into what promises are actually going to set you up. Right. To be able to keep them. Right. Oh God, I love that. We get swallowed up in the world. We get swallowed up in our work and particularly, you know, I'm not, not going to include my, my friends um, who have corporate jobs, but there's this dirty little secret that's never really revealed to you about entrepreneurship. And you really end up, you're, your boundaries around work and life become very fuzzy. Mm -hmm. So these are really important tips, like last week's tips, this week's tips, even what I started off the whole conversation back week one about, you know, really that angle on forgiveness and just being like, yep, the shit happened, but it's, it's who I am now, right? I wouldn't be here without it. Um, for my mamas, for my corporate executive, corporate women, small business owners, wherever you fall on the spectrum, make sure you separate your practices of gratitude for yourself and your and your practice of gratitude for your business. Mm. I think this becomes a really fuzzy because we put so much of our identity into our work because a lot of times we believe that defines our worth. And mm-hmm. if you listen to today's talk, if you listen to the past two, our worth is so much more than a $10,000 a month. A twenty thousand dollar month. <laughs> it's it's in our hearts, and I actually did a little a funny little post yesterday on Instagram, introducing myself because I think it's fun when I read other people's and it's like here I am, like this is what you guys think I am on the outside, but here's who I really am. Mm-hmm. And it was all these like you guys know the the program is based on I am, I deserve, and I'm grateful. And when you can say I am, and it's not anything that defines you on the material plane. I think that you've stepped into this place of deep, deep gratitude and understanding. And Olivia can declare that she is a sexy human. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yes, I love it. Gosh, thank you for today's talk. It was uh, just what was needed. I hope you guys all enjoyed tuning in and for the gals, and guys who are part of the program, you'll be getting this talk recorded in your inbox later today, if not first thing tomorrow morning. I think I promised within 24 hours. Uh, I can't remember, something like that. I get out to you as fast as I can with journal prompts and a summary of some tips and key talking points from today's conversation with Olivia. Gosh, thank you for, once again, we just spent time together, like, 
a month or so ago and here we are again and I love it and there's more to come. So if you guys want to find Olivia, she is at Olivia Howard with an underscore at the end of her Instagram. I know she does most of her work there. I don't think you do as yeah. much on Facebook. She also um, is a teacher within the um, studio. In fact, she's starting a beautiful series tomorrow and I'm going to post this up in the group for everybody to know. It's a somatic healing meditation and energy practice. It's an hour long for five weeks. Uh, no, an hour. Yeah. Five weeks. Yeah. Each session is an hour long. You can drop in or you can do them all. And if you're listening to this on the replay, like three months from now, disregard that because that won't happen. <laughs> Who knows what exciting things we're going to be at that point then. <laughs> but you'll be seeing her around and she's, um, Oh, and she's also going to be coming on retreat, part of the retreat that we're doing in March. Christy, Olivia, and I are going to be leading that, which I cannot wait for that. It's going to be so much fun. Um, thanks for tuning in, anybody who was watching us live. And gosh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Olivia, have a beautiful day. And I'll talk to you guys later. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Hines, H-O-F-F-H-E-I-N-S. You can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group. It's a public open group. We share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshahoffines.com, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon. <laughs>